Hello and welcome to the Daily Post podcast. My name is Yuri Mello. I will be your host as I guide you through the most valuable and relevant emotional and psychological ideas. Ideas that will transform your perspective and enhance your personal life and relationships. Let's do this. Welcome to episode number 12. It is Love Week. Oh, I can't wait. So happy you're here. You amazing human, it's so great to have you here. My goodness, we're going to be talking about love and what an important thing it is. And we'll talk about, I have some just wonderful quotes, wonderful ideas, wonderful things that we want to talk about. But if there is a purpose in this life, then it is for us, for you to learn to love and to be loved. I don't know if there's a feeling choice or action that is more worthwhile and powerful than love. Perhaps even as I introduce the topic, you can probably look back and think back or even currently about moments when you felt that wonderful passion of love or where you are still feeling that wonderful passion of love. And maybe we'll talk a little bit and maybe we'll even reminisce a little bit about it. But why should we really talk about love? As with everything, I feel, I find that as your understanding of anything, if things is deepened, so is your ability to utilize those things for your own personal benefit. And more importantly, perhaps, even for the benefit of those around you, those whom you love, right? And love is really out that, right? It's, it's, it's an outward expression, but it can also be an inward expression too. So we can first kind of begin this discussion about love and what it is and perhaps what it isn't. And I always kind of ask these questions. Is is love merely a feeling? Is it a choice? Is it an action? Can it be influenced or is it just something that our heart chooses? Is it divine or is it purely a biological drive for the sake of reproduction and survival of our species? Is love something we fall into? And by implication, right? Something that we fall out of. Take the man or the person or th- that comes to therapy unsure whether he loves his wife or not. Does he think that love is a feeling or that love is a choice? Is it something that he can nurture or something that's out of his control, out of his sphere of influence, right? Perhaps you've had the honor of experiencing a deep feeling of love and affection for someone. Perhaps you've been, even better, right, the recipient of somebody's love. It's easy to see why poets, artists, and every possible magazine talks about love and where to get it and how to find it. Because nothing fills the human soul with greater happiness than the love, intimacy, and acceptance of another. It's magical. It's transforming. Transforming. It's enlightening. By implication, the opposite is also true. The rejection, right? The disappointment. The rejection of another is ends up being ultimate pain. And yet I find that over the years of therapy... I find that sometimes our relationship with love can be misunderstood and that can lead to intense pain. I remember a long time ago listening 
to a CD by Stephen Covey, who wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, where he was discussing love and where he introduced the idea of viewing love not just as an emotion, but as an action, as a verb, right? And he talks about this story that he was having this conversation with a father who was struggling with his son. And the son was making some questionable choices. I'm sure he was being disrespectful and rebelling. And in that CD, I remember Mr. Covey talking to the gentleman and telling him to love your son, to which the dad responded, yes, yes, I love him. And Mr. Covey repeated again the message, no, no, you need to love him. Yes, yes, I love him very much. Mr. Covey then said, no, you don't understand. You need to be loving to him in your actions, in your attitude, in your words, and your desires for him. The gentleman then perhaps understood the message and realized perhaps for the first time that love isn't just something you feel, but something that you invite, something that you promote, and something that you do. It's wonderful when on a scale of zero to 10, our emotional love tank is running at high high eights or nines or tens. Man, when we're up that high, being loving is easy, right? It's natural. It flows freely from us. But what happens when our emotional love tank is running along in the fives or fours or threes or even lower? Is it possible then to be loving? Can I nurture love by simply being loving? I believe that the answer is yes. It's gutsy. I got to give you that. It's gutsy. Because once again, we fear that rejection. We fear it not being reciprocated. But it is in these very instances that love is a choice. Man, and what a beautiful choice and wise choice it is. It is during these moments that your brain and body are hurting, when your brain and body feels disrespected, disappointed, and offended, when they feel taken advantage of and scared, when they sound the alarm for you to run or to protect yourself and fight, it is here that you must believe in love, not just as an emotion that comes upon you, but as your best hope for salvation. It is here and it's where to be loving will demand the very best of you, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. It is during these moments that the mindful and spiritful us must override the flesh and fulfill our purpose. I remember meeting a young couple a long time ago, and I'm sure that this has happened many other times, but they were struggling through a difficult time. I remember the young lady telling me, why would I be loving and kind just to get hurt again? This, of course, is a legitimate question. She's been hurt deeply by something that was done to her, and yet... I knew that if her desire was to build the relationship and to move forward, then there was no other choice but to be loving. I remember a quote from C.S. Lewis in his book, The Four Loves, where he says, To love is to be vulnerable. Love anything, and your heart will be wrung and possibly broken. If you want to make sure of keeping your heart intact, then you must give it to no one, not even an animal. Wrap it carefully round with hobbies and small luxuries. Avoid all entanglements. Lock it up safe in the casket or confident of your selfishness. But in that casket, safe, dark, motionless, airless, it will change. It will not be broken. 
It will become unbreakable, impenetrable, irredeemable. To love is to be vulnerable. Another quote that I've always loved that I feel expresses this concept of love is Scott Peck and The Road Less Traveled describes love in this way. Love is the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another spiritual growth. When we grow, it is because we're working at it. And we're working at it because we love ourselves. It is through love that we elevate ourselves. And it is through our love for others that we assist others to elevate themselves. Love, the extension of the self, is the very act of evolution. It is evolution in progress. The evolutionary force present in all life manifests itself in mankind as human love. Among humanity, love is the miraculous force that defies the natural law of entropy. Here, Scott describes love not only, right, as the evolutionary force which calls us to elevate others, but also to elevate and nurture ourselves. Love is the most effective instrument we have to reach one another because love resonates deeply within the divine us. It is this kind of love that passes all understanding and rises above circumstance that we must aspire to have within our breast while rooting out the petty, the provincial, the conditional flesh that haunts us even now. To love is to stay and to leave. To love is to be kind and to confront. To love is to speak and to hold your peace. It is to promote peace and go to war. It is to rescue and to allow suffering. It is to hold and let go. It is to share and keep close. It is to move and stand still, to rise and stay low, to try and fail and then try again. It is to rejoice and suffer long. It is to be just and merciful. It is to stand hurt, disappointment, betrayed, offended, unsure, and to move with faith, knowing that perfect love never fails to plant the seed of hope or to promote and invite the divine within us. Love is less about the behavior and more about the pure intent to elevate the other. That is why the previous examples seem to be contradicting and yet are not. Viktor Frankl in Man's Search for Meaning reaches this conclusion about love. He says, love is the only way to grasp another human being in the innermost core of his personality. No one can become fully aware of, this very of the very essence of another human being unless he loves him. By his love, he is enabled to see the essential traits and features in the beloved person. And even more, he sees that which is potential in him, which is not yet actualized, but yet ought to be actualized. Furthermore, by his love, the loving person enables the beloved person to actualize these potentialities by making him aware of what he can be and what he should become he makes these potentialities come true for the first time in my life i saw the truth that is set into song by so many poets proclaimed proclaimed as the final wisdom wisdom by so many thinkers the truth that love is the ultimate and highest goal to which man can aspire then I grasp the meaning of the greatest secret that human poetry and human thought and belief have to impart. 
that the salvation of man is through love and in love. May you look upon love more fully, more willingly. May you recognize that within it is the great gift that it is for us and for others. May we embrace believing it and utilize it, not just as the natural of love, the feeling which comes and goes, but as our commitment to extend ourselves, to elevate others and ourselves. Oh my goodness. I love to be in love. I don't know if you can recall, if you can notice and remember the times in your life and history when you have experienced that. I experience that when I look at my wife, when I look at my children. I hope you have had, my hope for you as your friend is that you have had the opportunity to experience that, to have it reciprocated even. My challenge to you is to commit to being in love, to commit to being loving to others, to being that action, and to spreading that hope throughout the people around you, to giving it to them freely, without expectation, And then to watch that as it encourages them and teaches them and nurtures them to learn how to express it to others. Remember as well that love is for us. It's for you. Sometimes we think that loving ourselves is a selfish practice. But how can it be? It is not that. Loving ourselves, as Scott Peck talked about, is our ability to grow to elevate, to evolve. That is why we do that. It is because we love ourselves. And when that love is missing, so is the care that we have for ourselves. Please nurture this. Read about it. Study about it. Pray about it. Meditate about it. In fact, do the meditation that I have coming up for you in a couple of days, and let's grow and expand that ability to love ourselves and to love others outside of ourselves. I care for you. I love you even. Enjoy Love Week. I hope it's the best week so far. I'll see you soon.